This program is sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet, until her righteousness goes forth like brightness, and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Bless the Lord and thank you for joining us at For Zion's Sake. We are the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. It's good to be with you as we start another week of broadcasting. And we're going to talk about a subject this week that's important to us. And we're going to start by reading from a devotion, which will really set the stage for what we're going to look at in the Scriptures. The, de- the devotion is called Living at Headquarters. As a disciple, I must be rightly connected at all times with my headquarters. Where is it? Paul gives me the location. Seek those things which are above. Set your affection on things above. We see that in Colossians chapter 3. Heaven is the nerve center of everything that controls my life, or the life of the church, or even the life of the world. Just as a soldier lives in the mind of his commanding officer, so I must live in the mind of Jesus, the Messiah. Phrases like independent operation, unilateral action, and self-devised plan never occur in the vocabulary of the military man. He waits for the signal from the proper authority, then he moves. My failure in many areas of my discipleship stems from misinterpreting the signals from my command post. Sometimes I have read my own desires into the command and acted as if the command were mine. Sometimes I simply could not hear the signal because it was drowned out by the interference of the world. There is only one cure for failure. Stay closely tuned to your command post. I must not be distracted by earthly activities, rumors, or fears. I even must not let frontline action dictate my next move. If I live in my headquarters, that is, keep my mind in heaven and what is going on there, it will make a vast difference in my behavior on earth. I wonder how many important things on earth are really important in heaven. How many things that I consider essential are really peripheral? Does heaven worry about the things that vex and worry me? Are they top priority with God? If I could only visit my command post and visibly see what is top draw to my commander, I think I would come back with a complete reversal of my priorities. This I must do, for I am a man under authority, the authority of my commander-in-chief, Jesus the Messiah. Junie, this is a very powerful, powerful Uh, devotion that speaks so clearly to all of us and perhaps we could say who is our commander-in-chief and are we connected to headquarters at all times 
We're using this devotion as an introduction to a portion of scripture we'd like to address throughout the course of this week. And that scripture is found in Matthew chapter 8. And if you have your Bibles, turn with us to Matthew 8, beginning at verse 5. This is the story of the centurion coming to Jesus. Matthew 8, beginning at verse 5. And when he had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him entreating him and saying, Lord, my servant is living paralyzed at home, suffering great pain. And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. But the centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy for you to come under my roof, but just say the word and my servant will be healed. For I too am a man under authority, with soldiers under me, and I say to this one, Go, and he goes, and to another, Come, and he comes, and to my slave, Do this, and he does it. Now when Jesus heard this, he marveled, and said to those who were following, Truly I say to you, I have not found such great faith with anyone in Israel. And I say to you, that many shall come from east and west, and recline at the table with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the sons of the kingdom shall be cast out into the outer darkness. In that place there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And Jesus said to the centurion, Go your way, let it be done to you as you have believed. And the servant was healed that very hour. Junie, the the implications and the ramifications of these verses are so incredible to all of us as believers in the Messiah. And I think we can start by saying this, that there have been great truths that have been spoken by ordinary people and many times they're not even aware of the of the deepness and the extent of the truth that they've expressed. And when the centurion came to Jesus, he obviously knew the meaning of obedience, but we need to see obedience the way he saw it. Number one, obedience from the standpoint of obeying authority. And secondly, obedience from the standpoint to, to be obeyed. In other words, we need to obey the word when spoken by an authority. Now, Of course, the centurion dealt with the natural. He was committed to the emperor of Rome. But he recognized something in Jesus, Juni, of such great superiority. He saw that Jesus was one who had authority, not just in the earth, but he had authority in the unseen and in the spiritual realm. And perhaps this needs to speak to all of us, because too often we separate the invisible from the visible, the natural from the spiritual, the secular from the sacred, the earthly from the heavenly. And we are in danger of losing communion with God when we compartmentalize our lives. We break communion with Him. And when we live outside the purposes and the word and the will and the way of God, we have no communion with God. And here, what what an example we see from the centurion, who of course was committed to the authority of Rome, yet The Spirit of the Lord was touching him. In fact, in Luke, it says that he helped build a synagogue and he was very sympathetic to the Jews at that time. But he saw something in Jesus that guided the rest of his life. And you know, Shelley, for a centurion to understand God's love for the Jewish people and for Israel came with his faithfulness to his natural job his natural being a soldier. He understood 
that in heavenly or in the heavenly realm, in the unseen realm, that the authority and the ruler of the universe was the Lord. He recognized that Jesus was the Messiah. He was the Son of God. And all he needed to do was speak the word, and his Father would move by the power of the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit, and it would be done. And so we really need to see that if we're a mom or a dad or we're in the business world, that we need to be faithful and yet at the same time ask God to open up our eyes that we might understand and see that heaven is the headquarters, that the commander-in-chief is not us or uh, just our boss, but the Lord himself, and to really pray for wisdom to get through our day, wisdom from God, and that would change everything, Shelley. And Junie, I think tied in with exactly what you said about we need to be uh, connected to headquarters. We really need to see that we cannot look at the natural events in the world just as natural events. For example, in times of uh, recent days, we saw earthquakes and famines and flooding. If we don't say, Lord, what are you trying to say through these so-called natural events, we, we don't see the significance of them. We'll li- again, we're compartmentalizing our lives. And, you know, we separate the secular from the sacred. And this is exactly what God wants to break in our lives, that we can have the, the sacred view of all things and interpret events, natural events, the way God would, not the way the rest of, the, of mankind does. And you know, Shelley, I, I, I had such a deep impression that there was someone who was oppressed, who was um, under it, who was in depression listening. And I want to speak to you personally and just say that headquarters, heaven, and God, who is there, sees and knows all things. And as Shelley was saying, really cry out and ask the Lord what it is that has brought this on, or if you've been betrayed, if you've been lied about, if there are things going on you loved, and from your action of love, you've received ill treatment, I just want to encourage you that Yeshua, Jesus, the God of all the earth, wants to reach out and wants to deliver you and wants to touch you. Father, I pray in Yeshua's holy name that this one who is oppressed, who is in depression, Lord, that you would reach out even now and open up the eyes of this one's understanding to know that you see. And Lord, that you would show this one if they haven't forgiven, if they're having struggles forgiving. I pray, Lord, that you would... um uh, cause this one to come to understand that just as you choose to forgive this one for all that they've ever done against you or against um, uh, uh, your word, I pray, Lord, that they would understand to give this up and to give it to you, Lord, that you want to bring healing 
and wholeness in Jesus holy name and I just want to say also to every listener that the devil comes to kill and steal and destroy and Jesus came to make us whole he wants to um, uh, uh, in Psalm 23 um, he wants to restore each and every one of our souls so open up to the Lord even as this centurion understand, understood because he was faithful in his service every day. Open up your heart to the Lord that he might give you understanding of the unseen world. And Junie, in regard to what you just said and praying for that one, and there might be more, perhaps it is true that you broke communion with the Lord because you've uh, compartmentalized your life and when something happens to us so often we resort to natural means or natural ways for discovering the root cause of it but here's from the standpoint of what the centurion did we need to bring forth the sacred the spirit the unseen the heavenly the spiritual into the issue of what we regard as a natural life we need to find a root and that's why we need to be connected with our headquarters and who is Jesus? The head of the church, the head of our lives. We need to be reconnected to him. Father, we thank you, Lord. Thank you for what you're doing, my God. Thank you for the example that we see in the centurion's life. And we just pray, Lord, that all of us would see you as the great King of kings, Lord of lords, and the head of our lives, Lord God. And we need to be connected to you that we could live a life that fulfills the purposes of God in this generation. We ask this in Yeshua's holy name. Amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona, 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona, 85252. And you can also contact them on their website, ShelleyAndJuneVolk.com. That's ShelleyAndJuneVolk.com. Until next time, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund.